Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Peyton back with another episode of the Easy Peasy Show. Uh, Zach will not be able to join us today as he is busy. Um, he's getting ready for a trip that he's, he's making this weekend. So, uh, it'll just be me tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll get right into it. Uh, obviously big week in college football this weekend. Uh, I had a few games circled Utah and Oregon state being one. Um, so I was wrong on that one. I believe I, uh, did predict Utah to overcome not having cam rising, uh, obviously, they were not able to do so. Oregon State pretty much dominated that game, although the score might not even indicate it. It was not as close as the score indicated. Uh, Oregon State completely and utterly dominated Utah, uh, and that just show, goes to show Utah desperately needs Cam Rising back now. Uh, still, in, still in a good spot for the playoffs. Um, they still control their own destiny, I believe, in the playoffs. Uh, they just got to win out. And that's going to be very tough to do in that in that conference, being that it's the it's probably the biggest it's probably the best conference in football right now. Um, but yeah, they're they're not going to be able to win out unless they have Cam Rising back, probably immediately for this week. So, uh, yeah, looking looking forward to having Cam Rising back finally after I've been talking about it for about four weeks now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, moving on, Florida and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky was favored by a point. And they absolutely dominated Florida. They blew them out. Um, Florida just did not look good at all offensively. They didn't look good uh, defensively. Kid from Kentucky had like 275 yards of rushing. Um, I mean, he just tore them apart. Kentucky just completely outmatched, outclassed Florida. And uh, it's interesting because, man, Kentucky might be the best team in the East. Um Yep, Missouri up there. Missouri's a good team. Georgia obviously is number one right now, but uh, they did not look good against a bad Auburn team. So uh, something to kind of keep a look out on Kentucky in the East. Um, yeah, just completely outclassed Florida there. Uh, moving on to my next game that I, we had circled, um, A&M in, in Arkansas. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. A&M pretty much controlled that game. Arkansas's offense really could not get anything going. KJ Jefferson, of course, after playing LSU and looking like a Heisman contender, he looked very average, below average at that, against not even a very good uh, defense in AM. So I think that goes to show you a lot uh, about LSU's defense, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on into that in a little bit. But yeah, AM um, <clears throat> uh, completely outclasses Arkansas on that one. Moving on, Kansas at Texas. Huge, huge news coming out of that game that Jalen Daniels would not be ready to go in that one against Texas. Um, and nevertheless, Kansas really did keep it close for a while there. Uh, it feels like that's kind of the kind of the thing with Texas is they keep it close. They, you know, they they can't really pull away from their opponents, and right at the end, they, it just seems to be. I mean, they they just blow them away in like the last. 10 minutes a game. So um, good on Texas. Another good win for them. Uh, obviously would have liked to see Jalen Daniels play in that one, but uh, yeah, Kansas, look, Kansas is a lot better than um, 
a lot better than they have been. So props to Leopold over there at Kansas. He's doing a great job. Moving on to my next game, Notre Dame at Duke. Um, Man, a lot closer of a game than I thought it would be. Uh, Notre Dame was favored by five and a half. Obviously, they won 21 to 13. Or no, 21 14. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was, and, and it, it took a late score for Notre Dame to win that one. Man, it was, it was a really good game. Duke is a lot better than I, I, I realized. Um, man, I really like them in the ACC. They might actually win the ACC this year. So, um, yeah, watch out for Duke. Huge, huge game for them. Um, and then finally, the last game that we kind of covered uh, before the weekend was LSU at Ole Miss. And, oh, man, being an LSU fan, this game was severely disappointing. Um, we, we, Zach and I uh, alluded to a lot of points being scored in that one. Never could I have imagined that it would be over 100 points between the two teams. Um, I mean, dude, there was just no defense whatsoever. It was embarrassing for really both defenses. But more so as an LSU fan, it was just embarrassing to watch that. Um that that game play out and really I, I put that loss on a lot of the coaching when I, I that's that's news for another day I suppose since we're not just a LSU uh podcast but we are an everything podcast so um yeah just severely disappointing game if you're an LSU fan uh exciting that you won the game if you're an Ole Miss fan but it, I mean it still leaves a lot to be desired you gave up 49 points and um blew a 14 21 nothing lead, 14 nothing lead. I can't recall exactly how bad it was, but it was pretty bad. Um, so that, that yeah, that that win leaves a lot to be desired if you're an Ole Miss fan. But you know how the saying goes: winning covers a multitude of sins. Uh, that's kind of what LSU's been doing the past few weeks, giving up a lot of points. Um, defense hasn't really looked great, but they've won. So it's like, oh well, we can get by with it. Well, you couldn't do it this week, so just an abysmal loss for LSU. Went, and they really had the game won. So, uh, props to Jaden Daniels, though. Dude, balled out again. Um, this is the third week in a row, fourth week in a row, that Jaden Daniels has really, really, really stepped up. Um, he, he had good stats in the Florida State game, but I'm not going to say he balled out in that one. Um, if you watch the game, you, you've got to know he missed a lot of throws. But since that game, he has turned into a different quarterback. Brian Kelly, this is a shot at you. Get that man a defense. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think LSU is the fourth-rated offense in the country right now, but they're the 117th-rated defense. That cannot happen at a Division One school like LSU. It cannot happen at LSU, who claims to be DBU. It cannot happen if you're – most of your notable alumni are defensive players. That cannot happen. Something needs to change immediately that's that look that, that was my little mini rant there um things need to change out there but yeah just a terrible loss for lsu um but man look I, college football i really don't know who the best team is right now um i mean you got texas you got michigan you got georgia but i mean like i said texas keeps it keeps the game interesting until maybe the last 10 minutes and then they kind of pull away Georgia is undefeated, but they I mean they almost lost to a bad Auburn team. Um now that is a rivalry game, I'll say that, but man, Auburn is really, really bad. So that that's not a very good look for them. Um 
Washington had a pretty mundane performance this week. USC looked, I mean, they almost blew a 41 to 14 lead. They ended up winning 48 to 14. Um, Michigan still hasn't played anybody great, and they, they, I mean, they still haven't looked amazing yet. Oregon, I mean, Oregon got off to another slow start against Stanford. Um, Ohio State, their offense still hasn't joined the party yet. Notre Dame, um, they they look good, but there's there's still some holes there. Uh, Florida State still winning games, but didn't look great. Uh, I mean, they didn't play this past weekend, but still haven't looked great in the last few outings. <clears throat> Got a lot to work on there. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma looks good, but they, they've kind of struggled with some inferior opponents. So Iowa State hung around in that game, and they had no business doing so. Uh, we'll find a lot, of, lot out about both of those teams, Oklahoma and Texas, this weekend when they play. So, yeah, look. The transfer portal really has done wonders for college football. Um, it, it's really spread out the talent in, in college football, and it's it's good for the sport, honestly. You know, your team might not be as dominant as uh, you'd like them to be, especially if you're an Alabama fan. But I mean, if you if you really take a step back and look, this is good for the sport. You got upsets everywhere. You got group of five schools competing with power five schools. You got um, teams like Missouri. Um, coming up, doing really well. Um, it's just evening out college football. You know, games are a lot closer now. I mean, of course, you'll still have your blowouts, but um, games are a lot closer now. Uh, more schools on the map now for for uh, players. I think it's a really good thing. Um, I think you need to clean up a few things with NIL, but uh, and and the transfer portal itself. I think there are some definitely some some kinks to be worked out there, but. I think that they'll eventually make those those changes, and I think it'll. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a really good thing for college football. So, yeah, uh, that's a that's a great thing for college football, I believe. Um, but yeah, overall, I just I just don't think that there's a. I I don't think that there's. Any any team in in college football that's just going to go out and dominate every other team like there has been in years past. And I think that's a good thing. So, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll move on to NFL. This will probably be a pretty short episode, being that there was no UFC event this weekend. By the way, um, and I mean, really, there wasn't a whole lot going on this weekend in terms of NFL. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, sorry. So, you know, in the NFL Thursday, you had the Lions Packers game. Lions absolutely dominated the Packers. Dan Campbell looks great. Saints, that that loss to the Packers last week makes it even look more devastating. So, uh, props to the Lions. They look good. Dan Campbell's got them dudes rolling. Packers got out of a rut just to get right back in one. So, that kind of sucks for Packers fans. But next, the Buccaneers Saints. Man, <laughs> and as disappointing as the LSU game was, this might have been even worse for me. Um, the Saints obviously dropped that one 26-9, and Derek Carr did indeed play their starting quarterback, who was questionable to play with an AC joint injury. Um, he did, in fact, play, and I don't like to use that as an excuse for subpar performance because, believe, well, I mean, I think Derek Carr is a subpar quarterback in terms of the NFL level already. Then you add on to an injury, but 
if you're good enough to play, you're good enough to play. I mean, you can't be missing throws. You can't be – I mean, nine points is abysmal. That, that can't happen against a division rival at home. Um, you have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara come back, comes back. You have Rashid Shaheed, Jawan Johnson, Taysom Hill if you need him. Um, I mean, this offense was supposed to be solid, and it's it's just – trash honestly there's no other way to explain it it's trash even alvin Kamara in the postgame speech uh he was saying we need to have some pretty difficult conversations um and that speaks volumes to me uh there's there's a lot to be said about the saints offense in their defense finally kind of their their backs kind of finally broke um and they've been on the field a lot this year Offense just hasn't been able to sustain drives like you'd like them to. I think, you know, obviously with more film, people are going to start kind of figuring out the defense. Even though it's a very good defense, uh, it can only hold up for so long. So, but yeah, the Saints lost, lose to a division rival in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield 26-9. Just a head-scratcher, embarrassing loss for the Saints. Um, if they even want to make the playoffs at this point, they really got to figure some things out. They got to have, like Alvin Kamara said, they got to have a lot of tough conversations. Um, cause right now I, I, with this offense, I don't see, a, uh, I don't see an avenue for them to make the playoffs. So, um, moving on from that game, you got the, the game in London, the Jaguars and Falcons, and I won't, I won't cover this one too long. It was pretty one-sided as well. Jaguars dominated the Falcons. Um, most exciting part about this game was that it was broadcast on the, the Toy Story live stream, which was um, interesting. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, I'm not a fan necessarily, but I think it's a pretty cool uh, concept to, in real time, use uh, the players as like toys on Toy Story. So that was a pretty cool concept. However, it was uh, a little strange. Also, at the same time, but yeah, that was the most exciting part of this game. Trevor Lawrence balled. Um, Desmond Ritter sucks. I think he had two really, really poor interceptions. Uh, and yeah, the Jaguars look to get back on track there. Moving on, a big, I would say a shock, but it's not really a shock. Um, because I think Zach and I both called this this going this way, but the Bills do beat the Dolphins 48-20, to 20, showing that this is still their division. The AFC East still runs through Buffalo. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of a head-scratcher for Miami fans, being that you scored 70 last week, and then you, can, you come out and you get beat by 28. Um, I mean, law of averages is a real thing. I, I, I genuinely believe in that. Um, and it kind of played out here. Uh, also, the Bills are just really, really good defensively. They're over, like, just both sides of the ball. They're a very, very good team. So, very tough team to beat, especially when Josh Allen's pl- making good decisions, playing his brand of uh, football. They're a very, very hard team to beat, especially in Buffalo, which is where this game took place. In uh, Miami, I think Miami takes it. But, um, yeah, if Buffalo gets home field advantage in the playoffs, I think they, they end up at least back in the championship game. So, um, sucks if you're a Miami fan that this is how your first loss went. Sucks if you're a Bills fan and you just lost Tredavious White, huge, huge part of that defense who just came back from another major injury. I believe he tore his ACL. So, uh, really tough news for him, tearing his Achilles. Um, But, yeah, moving on to the, the sicko bowl of the week. The Broncos took on the Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago. And the Bears, look, Justin Fields really, really did well. 
I mean, he finished 26, no, 28 of 35 for 335 yards, four touchdowns, and only one interception. Um, really outdueled Russell Wilson, who uh, finished with less yards, <clears throat> less completions. Now he did have less attempts, but in less touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick, but I think that pick was at the end. Uh, Justin Fields really did well. Their defense kind of sold on them at the end. They were up 28-7. to Blew that. Lost 31-28. Oh, man. And coaching decisions kind of haunted them that game. I believe they had the ball in deep into Denver territory, and they relied, I mean, they decided not to kick a field goal. They decided to go for a fourth down, and they didn't get it. Broncos drive down the field. They kick a field goal, and that ends up being the game winner. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, Justin Fields, he's definitely hearing the hate for him. Um, maybe he kind of responded there. Maybe he can grow off of this. Now, the Broncos remain horrible on defense, so maybe maybe that's what Fields needed, but we'll see. Oh. <laughs> uh, moving on, Ravens and the Browns. Browns defense finally kind of got their butts kicked. Uh, they lost 28-3. to Obviously, Deshaun Watson did not play this game. It was Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, as a scorer would suggest, he did not play the greatest brand of football. Uh, he is just a rookie. He's kind of raw still coming out of UCLA there. Um, really tough spot to put him in uh, against a division rival. But, hey, you know, sometimes it is what it is. So, yeah, uh, Ravens usually take care of business there, as I kind of projected. Um, and Zach, I believe Zach also projected it. He said the law of averages came back into play with the, the, the Cleveland defense being so great, and they they got kind of torched up a little bit. So yeah, good for the uh, good one for the the Ravens, who are now my favorites to win the AFC North. Um, I think that kind of goes without saying. Bengals have been trash, and we'll move into that game now. Bengals do lose to the Titans, twenty-seven to three. Joe Burrow continues to struggle, um, just the offense in general, and it, the frustrations running uh, kind of flowing over to the public now. Jamar Chase says he's always open, he's always effing open. Um, be throwing some shots there at Burrow, which look, I mean, they're they're best friends. They got to figure something out, though. Uh, if Joe Burrow is too hurt to, to throw the ball correctly or, you know, they can't use him to what they want, something's got to be done. If it's the play calling that they're not comfortable with, something needs to be done. They need to have some tough conversations as do the Saints. Um, but, yeah, this offense is much too talented to be this bad. So I expect them to kind of figure things out, though. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are way too close friends and – um, that, that offense, like I said, is just way too talented to, to be this bad. So they'll figure things out, I believe. Um, if not, I mean, it is what it is. You lose T. Higgins at the end of the year, probably. Um, we we do a sign and trade. I don't know. We'll see. I think T. Higgins does like Cincinnati, but I mean, he wants he wants to get paid at the end of the day. So moving on. The Steelers and Texans, and again, as I referenced a few weeks ago, uh, I really like what D'Amico Ryans is is building over there in Houston. Um, they de- they demolish the uh, the Steelers thirty to six. Steelers offense just never could get anything going. Um, yeah, I mean, that, what what else can I see? C.J. Stroud balled again. C.J. Stroud looks very very promising. Um, 
I think the the Panthers are kind of kicking themselves for taking Bryce Young number one overall now. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, really like what D'Amico is building in, in Houston. Don't think it's their time this year, but coming soon, I believe they will be a force in the AFC South. Moving on, the Vikings finally get their first win against the struggling Panthers, who are, I believe they are still winless. Yeah, they're 0-4 this year. Um, so, kind of like I said, I, I believe the, the Panthers are probably kicking themselves for taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, who seems to be the more NFL-ready quarterback at this this point in time. Uh, Vikings still kind of struggled a little bit. Um, they did win 21-13. to Kirk Cousins throws a bad, bad pick six, though, in the first quarter. Um and and they just still don't look like they're in rhythm. Uh, Jefferson did get on the, did have a pretty big day, two touchdowns on the day. So good for Justin Jefferson, kind of balling out of that level again, like we've ex- come to expect Justin Jefferson to do. So good for him. Moving on, kind of a shocking game. Rams were up big on the Colts, blew the lead, but then came back <clears throat> in overtime and ended up outlasting them. I believe it was 23 to nothing at one point in the third quarter. And the Colts came storming back, did end up tying the game, bringing it to overtime. And then uh, Matthew Stafford on one leg uh, led the, the game-winning drive for the, the the Rams. So good on Matthew Stafford. Really like Matthew Stafford. Uh, always have been a fan of his. Really tough guy. Guts it out. Uh, finds his guy in, in, or for a touchdown in, in overtime. So to get the win over the Colts, who were – not the greatest team, but have been playing pretty well. So good on the Colts, too. I think they made the right pick in Anthony Richardson, which I was very critical of. But uh, I'll, I'll eat my crow. Moving on from that game, Commanders and Eagles. Another very competitive game that went to overtime. Commanders have been a little bit surprising this year. They've played a really good brand of football here. Um, Seeing with Sam Howell this year, it's really, really promising if you're a Washington fan. Uh, he's still got a pretty good core around him. He could get better. Um, defensively, you could be a little bit better, but I think they'll get there. Um, they ha- I think they're still pretty banged up. So, Eagles, Eagles are still pretty a very good team. They're they're now four and zero on the year. Um, still don't think they're the best team in the NFC, but they're they're definitely up there. I mean, obviously they're the, one of the last two teams in the NFL that's that's undefeated. Um. Yeah, still playing a really good brand of football. Uh, moving on from that, the Chargers and Raiders. I mean, dude, Khalil Mack. I, it's hard to not talk about Khalil Mack in this game. Playing against his former team, he went nuts. He finished with six sacks. Um, and, I mean, which is crazy because it, it feels like he, I haven't even heard Khalil Mack's name in, like, the past three or four years. So, uh, yeah, hey, welcome back, Khalil Mack. Um, now it's, it'll be interesting to see if he continues that or, you know, if he, if he kind of falls off again after this, but yeah, nevertheless, six sacks, a historic performance for him. The Chargers do outlast the Raiders. Asante Samuel Jr. makes an outstanding interception in the end zone to win the game for the Chargers, um, who again, were up big, almost blew the game. Justin Herbert. I don't know, man. I don't know if he has just doesn't have a clutch gene or just has horrible luck or what. But I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like he's ever he's ever been able to like just put the game on ice himself. So, kind of something to look for in his career. 
moving on. Cowboys just dominant. This the the afternoon slate was just a little bit boring. Um, I mean the Cowboys and the 49ers just obliterated their competition. Cowboys beat the Patriots thirty eight to three. 49ers beat the Cardinals thirty five to sixteen. Both those teams we know the Cowboys are an elite football team. We know that the 49ers are probably the best team in the NFC. I, what I believe is the best team in the NFC. Um, <clears throat> now, I think they play the Eagles this weekend. No, they play the Cowboys. Um, and that'll be a good game. But I do think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now. So it's hard to see them losing anytime soon. Um, yeah, props to them. Christian McCaffrey going off. Brock Purdy looks good. Defense looks good. It's another well-oiled machine down there in San Francisco. So, look out, NFL. Moving on to Dallas. Uh, another well-oiled machine in Dallas. I mean, they look really good, except for that one hiccup against the Cardinals. Um, and, it, look, it happens. It's the NFL. But I, I, I do think the Cowboys are a good team. I still don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. But, hey, we'll see. Maybe they, they turn it up come playoff time. But, um, they still do have to win a tough division in the NFC East with the Eagles and the um, Commanders and the Giants still in there. Who they're not? I mean, they're they're not. Giants and uh, Commanders might not be the greatest teams, but they've been playing some good ball, and they're they're no easy easy outs. So, pretty tough division there in the NFC East. We'll see how the Cowboys fare, and then the nightcap: the Chiefs and Jets. Um, Chiefs kind of got a little bailed out there at the end with the, the Patrick Mahomes third and 22 run. Looks like the refs missed a massive holding call right there on Jermaine Johnson. Um, for the, like Jermaine Johnson, the, the Jets edge rusher. Uh, looks like he was held pretty bad. Patrick Mahomes opened up a huge hole for Patrick Mahomes to then run about 25 yards for the third and 22 conversion. Um, nevertheless, even with the hold, Jets, you can't you can't allow that to happen. Uh, I know you were. It looked like you were in man to man, and you know corners and safeties backs returned to the guys, but you just can't. Twenty two yards is unbelievable. You can't you can't allow that. But hey, the Jack Wilson looks really really good. Um, I think he's growing. I think the confidence that his coach has kind of instilled in him is is huge for him. Saying that they'll roll with Zach Wilson instead of anybody else, they're they're comfortable with Zach Wilson. I think that's good for him. Look, I like seeing this. Maybe he gets a second chance and and um, he makes the most of it. And then tonight, of course, is the Seahawks Giants game. Um, Jamal Adams making his return for the Seahawks. And uh, back in the Big Apple in New York against the Giants. So. Um, my prediction for this game is probably going to be the Seahawks to win it. Um, I'm just not sold on the Giants. So I know I said they've been playing some good ball, but I don't think Saquon Barkley's playing. Um, it's just uphill, uphill battle for them. So, yep, give me the Seahawks on that one. And uh, yeah, that I think that's all the NFL games that were this week. Uh, some other news that broke: Drew Holiday now going to the Celtics, which is. It was kind of a surprise to me. I figured he'd go to the Heat, and it it did come out today that the Heat did offer for Jimmy Butler, but they instead chose the Celtics offer. So maybe some bad blood between Portland and Miami. I don't know. Um, it's the second time they've kind of ignored their trade their uh, trade details. So 
Um, yeah, good for the Blazers getting Malcolm Brogdon and and uh, Robert. I'm drawing a blank, but I think Robert Moore. No, Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Sorry. Um, and I think they're going to move Malcolm Brogdon again. So maybe some more th- changes coming there for uh, Portland. And maybe they're trying to make themselves a contender this year. I don't know. So we'll see about that one. Um, Bucks and Celtics are going to be very competitive this year. I think they both have really, really good lineups. So, yeah. Uh, best of luck to those two teams. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it for our recap. I know it was a pretty short episode today. Um, sorry we didn't have Zach. And I think next next time we'll go over our winners and losers for the weekend. And uh, – get more in depth on I think there's a UFC uh, event this weekend so we'll go into that talk about some other things and um yeah get back to our kind of our regular scheduled program so but yeah thanks for everybody for tuning in I know like I said I know it was a short episode but uh, glad to have you nevertheless just a pretty quick rundown of what it would have happened this weekend and uh yeah thank you all again